and welcome to the Truth From Ruth podcast with me, your host, Ruth Ross. Hello, pals. How are y'all? Week five of the podcast. Yes, I know. And, um, well, I'm excited because we're going to South America tomorrow and... We only booked it like three weeks ago, but we had to go for so long. But um, yeah, we were just like, oh, we'll just book it. So do you know when you've got like all these lists, like I've got lists coming out my ears. I'm still sitting in my dressing gown with my jammies on because I was like, oh, I've got my podcast to record today. And I think we've got everything. We've, we've got the essentials, you know, the bags packed, the passport, the vaccines, the, the hepatitis A the yellow fever, we've got the mosquito repellent, um, I can't find my travel pillow, so that's an issue, I'm going to have to buy one because I'll get the crooked neck and I'm lucky because I can always sleep on the plane and it's a long flight so that is essential, cannot find that, um, so I need to buy that and yeah it's been a busy week just trying to get everything organised and I had a comedy gig last night it was a girl power evening, so there was loads of funny women, and it was really good actually. I needed a I needed a successful night because the last two gigs were just rubbish, <laughs> and every single time, because well, obviously you get nervous because you're sitting in the audience, like oh no, oh, I have to go up, and um, luckily the audience were like so lovely last night, but. Um, Every single time I'm sitting in the audience, like, and I say already, obviously you get the butterflies and you're just, like, anxious. And every time I'm like, I'm not doing this again. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then I do it. And then it went really well last night. So that gives me, like, a huge confidence boost. And then it makes me want to, I'm just like, all right, I'll just carry on. I quite like doing that. All right, I'll just, I'll do another one. I'll do another one. Um, and even when they've went rubbish, you know, like, I'm like, oh, well, that went bad because that happened and that happened. So it's all learning. Um, but yeah, luckily it went well last night. So that was good. And oh, and I was listening to the last podcast just like briefly to just hear, uh, think about what I was going to say on this one. And um, I'm like whisper, whisper at bits. But I think it's because it was late at night. But today it's daytime. So I can project my voice a bit better. And yeah, I hope you're still enjoying the podcast. Thanks again for all the lovely feedback. I think that I'm going to do a season two. I've got two more episodes of this one. And then I'm going to come back with season two later on. Maybe it's starting in the new year. So yes, I'm happy that everybody's enjoying it. And it's being helpful at least to the people um so let's begin because i've got a case to pack welcome to the truth from ruth podcast so this week i wanted to talk to you all about self-acceptance and confidence and what that can look like starting off with confidence i had to think about it and it's something that I suppose I, I had as a child, as explained in the first episode. You know, I would get up and I would perform. I wouldn't care. I would, um, I would be very 
confident and talking to people and making friends and I was always very chatty and why wouldn't I be confident? That was my personality and I had people around me backing me up and, you know, I I was a, a confident child and obviously that changes as you get a bit older maybe things can affect that a little bit and you question yourself and you you stay quiet and um you know that that can change but I think there is a bit in me that is or can come across as a confident person I really thrive on socializing with people and I feel like I like the challenge sometimes of if there's a room with individuals that I maybe don't have anything in common with. I like the challenge of trying to find a common ground and it's always just been something that like I enjoy. Um, and, you know, when I think about me being a, a kid, it was like nothing could stop me. <clears throat> I would put on... I remember like going to this little village community centre. It was in the village up and it was like a drama and dance club and we'd go every Wednesday night and I had a new vision by going there and I could see new opportunities. So I decided that I would start my own drama and dance club in my primary school. People could attend by using their golden time. So every Friday afternoon I would run this club and people could come um, for anybody who doesn't know, golden time was a thing where you would get golden time at the end of the week so you can do what you wanted to do, like play a board game. There was no mobiles at the time. You could, I don't know, I can't even remember what things you could do, but you can do your own thing in golden time. And you would get this time reducted if you had been maybe late or chatting or noisy, etc., etc. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to put on this dance and drama group and I'm going to put on a show. So I asked the teachers, like, look, I'm wanting to put on this show for the whole school. And obviously I featured in the show. So I sang um, Brittany sometimes, what a classic. And my other two pals helped me. They had their own solo performances. Um, There was younger kids dancing, cartwheels, backflips. There was big dance numbers, small dance numbers, gymnastics, singing. You name it, it was in that show. And I just didn't think twice. Like I would have an idea and then I'd be like, right, I want to do this. And that would be it. Very simple, straightforward. There we go. And then obviously with confidence, so that side of confidence, it's having that belief in yourself and not really like overanalyzing it that much. And then as we get older, we experience different things. Moments can happen in your life where you feel like you want to question yourself or believe that you know you don't have the right to do certain things because of X, Y and Z. We'll make up it like reasons why we couldn't do or can't do stuff. But I think the fantastic thing about being... Um, innocent and younger is that you're unaware of that and you just vision, you dream and anything is possible. Wouldn't it be nice if we could just keep that throughout our lives? Would that not be a beautiful thing where we all ooze with confidence and we all believe that we can do stuff no matter how we look or where we come from or what our backgrounds are or... um, 
But when <clears throat> when I did break this down a little bit, I tried to work out what else factored into the fact that I really started to lose my confidence and I started to have really low self-esteem. And there was obviously loads of different elements. I'm an extrovert anyway, so I, I get a lot of energy from other people. I... I love being around people, I thrive on it, I like chatting, I'll talk to anybody, um, if it's a room with people that I maybe don't have anything in common with, I'll find something to talk about with them, like I just, I'm just a natural um, talker and I just, I like, I like communicating with people, it's one of my gifts I think and I don't want to be around people all the time, like there's definitely times where I just want to be on my own and just don't really socialise with with uh, people, but that's just me being a human. Um, And I'm definitely more selective about who I share my time with now and, you know, limit limit myself to sort of rest and not be, you know, around people. 24-7, 24-7, 70 days a week kind of thing. So I know, I, I know I'm more self-aware now. But overall, I do feel quite confident around different groups. And when I sort of stepped back a little bit and thought about where maybe things started to break down as well was just the sort of culture I was around as well. So it is quite a British thing. It's cliche to say that we are self-deprecating and if someone compliments you, you know, I know I used to and I still see it now is, oh, it's like you, you're given a compliment and then you just throw it back because you don't want to accept that compliment um, because you don't believe you deserve it. So even unconsciously, it's just like an automatic response. So uh, for example, oh, I love your top. It's so a beautiful colour. It looks great on you. That person might then say, oh, this, this is just old and it's got in the sale. And so you're backhanding that that compliment. So you're you're not accepting that someone has gave you a nice message. So it's a thing that I think a lot of people do because maybe they don't feel comfortable or they don't believe the compliment and you can just throw it back without even being really conscious of it it's just like a habit but why do we do that and if I'm giving someone a compliment I'm a genuine person so I'm gonna it makes me feel good but also I'm gonna be genuine like if I genuinely think like oh that's an amazing um piece that you've made or that's like you're really it's not always about like clothes but it's you know I do I do like complimenting people and it makes me feel good as well and so when just say I was to compliment someone and then they were like they downgrade it it doesn't make you feel good and it puts like a lower energy into it if that makes sense um but the reason I think we are we can't accept compliments so much as a it might have just been a automatic response that we heard growing up where people around us did never accept compliments or b it might be that as i say you genuinely don't believe that that's a nice thing you're wearing and you feel awful in yourself so you, you just physically can't accept the compliment or c it might be that 
you feel, if you say, oh, well, thank you so much, you might get perceived as being big-headed or too confident or full of themselves. And when I thought about that, why do we, why are we scared of that? We never want anybody to think that we're full of ourselves or big-headed. Um, and I had to think of it for me personally. And I think what it was, growing up, I was surrounded by a lot of women, which was a beautiful thing in many ways. And I don't wish for you know it to be any other way. However, there was a lot of chat, as mentioned in episode one, about diets and body image and um, a lot of other stuff as well, obviously, like there were some beautiful times as well. But when I think of one of my grands, I remember we used to laugh at her because she was funny, like she would just be and look at the state of this and look at that and she would sort of sit and um, comment on people, you know, if she was at a party or something like that. And there would kind of be a laugh about it when we would gather together. And it was, like, she was so funny. She was hilarious. I love her so much. Um, she'd be, like, right into her telly and... Um, she was like the only one that had Sky, so we'd love like having a bit Nickelodeon and stuff. But there'd be all these programs on telly, like it was this American thing called The Swan, and it was basically, um, it was basically people who didn't look, uh, quotation marks, um, beautiful because maybe they had like, not that face that everybody's trying to achieve now, you know, like <laughs> with the surgery and bits and bobs and. Um, and they would make like sort of normal women or women who just were themselves look this certain way. They'd put extensions in, they'd put lips in, they'd put all these different things, make them lose weight, and then they would be transformed into the swan. And so she would always be watching programs like that. Biggest Loser would be on. Um, there would be Hallmark classic uh, films, which were hilarious. Um you know, the same storyline every time, but maybe just with a little Christmas wreath on just to make it Christmas theme. Uh, and anyway, so she she was a, a beautiful um, character and loved her so much. Um, but, I, but the reason I'm telling you about this is because if you're listening to that all the time, so if you've got all, all, they really um, awful programmes on, which I don't realise until a few, like, you know, a little, as an adult, um, they really... Um, disturbing programs which is just pointing at women and poking at them and saying oh well if you look like this you'll have a beautiful makeover and um and um this is the the box that you fit in that's acceptable and stuff so that was all like all these programs and sort of the 90s and the noughties anyway um 10 years younger and uh you know all the programs like they were all targeted around women not being good enough as they are and all trying to make them better by changing everything about them uh so you're growing up with that as well and then it was looked upon in a bad way if, if anybody from like my village or anybody on the telly was coming across as too confident it was like if she was chocolate she would eat herself that was a phrase that was used all the time so 
it's for anybody who doesn't know a derogatory way of describing someone who's like walking around oozing confidence and pride and that that would that would be the thing that would be, be said so it was a negative thing then so that that message to me was okay don't be too confident like bow your head down a bit because you don't want people not liking you because you're coming across as fill yourself and I remember I was it first or second year I think it was second year and I was feeling really good about myself and I can't remember what part this was I don't think I was really unwell I think it's when I started to have friends and that again but I remember like walking like my posture's not the best and I was trying to think about that as well and my mum was always like Ruth stand up straighter like shoulders back and stuff but I think that was due to uh, one, not what I come over too confident, and two, I remember walking, like I used to get off the bus and then like walk to meet my pals, um, say at the weekend or something, I remember walking with a friend at the time, and I was walking, like my head was held high, and I was just like feeling confident, like loving myself, and I remember she was like, oh, look at you walking about with your head held high, like your nose in the air, stop walking about like that, thinking you're it. Um, and obviously that one comment wasn't enough for me to then start sort of bowing my head down and stuff a bit but it was all the little things you know which can shatter your confidence a bit as well and you just think oh I don't want people to think I'm like that because I'm so so the point is uh, being confident equals judgment questions why is she like that she shouldn't be like this who does she think she is stuck up and and all those things that came with it but that does never bring us that sorry that doesn't ever bring us a good result because what ends up happening is we don't have a good relationship with ourselves because we don't believe that we're worth anything because if you keep backhanding like back pushing back compliments and having this sort of feeling towards yourself then it's not going to end up in a good situation and I think you know if you do think that this is maybe something you do then start to think about why you can't accept compliments people say I hate accepting compliments why why do you hate accepting them It might be a core belief that you don't deserve the compliment or you don't deserve to hold your head high or you might feel awkward. And even if it's painful, like I know some people are like, oh, I just find it so difficult to accept. Well, make yourself just, like, just be conscious of it, okay? So the next time you get a compliment... Even if you don't believe it, all you need to say is, thank you. And I remember for myself, it was so difficult not to say, thank you, but, or thank you, or, um, okay, you wouldn't say thank you, or, but you know, you would say thank you, or, or but, but this, da, 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 I don't, no, just say thank you, full stop. And start to get in the habit, even if you don't believe what they're saying, 
accept it. Because I think you're only going to get into a happier space if you start to be a bit nicer to yourself. You know, there's all this chat about be kind and da-da-da to everybody else and that's great, but you have to start with yourself because I tell you I hated myself. I hated everything about me. I detested myself. The way I would speak to myself was vile. I can't believe I used to speak to myself like that, but I did. And what helped me get better with that was that I would make myself, like it's been a long process, I'm not going to say it just happens overnight, but I would, one, start to treat myself like a best friend, and two, I remember making myself like look in the mirror, and even though it was just like, I wouldn't be maybe like full body to begin with. I would make myself, give myself a compliment. And it wasn't, nobody else could hear. But I remember being like, right, you have got beautiful eyes. Or, oh, I like your eyebrows today. They're looking really nice. Or, you've done your lipstick really nice. Or, uh, or if I couldn't think, if I couldn't see anything on my body that I like, then I would say you've got a really you've got really strong bones or your heart's working and, and just like be aware of you being a living person and and having organs that are working and, and it could be like internal stuff as well. Um but I promise you this is like the beginning is starting to help yourself because you have to be you have to learn how to be your own best friend which might be a thing that's said but you do because you're it's only you you've only got one life you've you're only in this body and it's better to be in harmony with each other than constant battle because that's just exhausting and it's just dark and it's it's not a nice place to be in and I know it's difficult sometimes. Like I, I, I'm going to like tell you about, you know, self acceptance next, and it, it's really hard sometimes. And sometimes you just, you don't want to um, be in harmony with your own body, but it, you've, it's no, you know, it's it's the body that you're in. So it's much nicer to be friends than be constant enemies all the time, and. A profound thing that helped me in the beginning was thinking of myself as a five-year-old child. So when I was being really nasty to myself and talking to myself like dirt, when I would picture little five-year-old Ruth, I then couldn't do it because there's no way I would speak to me as a child like that and it was really emotional to do in the beginning because I love thinking about 
me as five, age five or six or, you know, there's a picture I've got in my, my study where I have it on my board and it's like this little cute picture. I've got my leggings on, um, my little t-shirt and my frilly socks and I have that now as a reminder to always be nice to myself because I could never speak to little five-year-old Ruth like that. Like, I love her. She's sassy, she loves Barbies. She loves the Spice Girl, she's dancing, she's confident, she puts on voices, like she's full of energy and she's just like a bubble of joy and I know it might sound funny because it's, like it's you, it's all of you. So it's easy for us to be in the present and talk about ourselves in a horrible way because, you know, we're an adult and we can cope. But if you try and say those things to the five-year-old you, that person's innocent, they're a child, they are in their happy place, they are full of confidence, they've got their full lives ahead of them. There's no way you would speak to a five-year-old like that. So although that was quite difficult and emotional, it was a huge thing that helped me on my path to self-acceptance and and building confidence again in myself. And I think I still have that little picture there and I think the things I do now is for that wee girl, who's me, but it's I do it for her because I just think, well... You don't deserve to be treated nastily or spoken to like that. Well, I'm not going to speak to myself like that. I don't deserve it either and you don't deserve it. And I think it was when I realised that I had so much more to offer than how I looked. That wasn't the be all and end all. And there were so many things that I could do in my life And I wasn't going to hold myself back anymore. And I had mentioned the last episode about me leaving uni and trying to get a job in fashion. And I soon realised that, you know, the way I was wasn't going to be accepted. One, I didn't look the way that they wanted me to look. And, and you know, I'm sorry, but I had an honours degree in fashion. I had loads of experience I wasn't auditioning to be a model for a catwalk. I was I was going to be working in offices, but there was classism I found and there was also judgment on me. And being plus size and being more confident with your body wasn't really on trend at the time. So I soon realised that, okay, this is making me feel awful. I don't actually want to work in this industry. I'm going to do what I need to do to try and reconnect with myself again and I'm only going to be places that want me as I am and I'm going to be really nice to myself even if I don't feel like it. I'm going to do my hair I'm going to have a good skincare routine. I'm going to moisturise head to toe. 
that really like helped me connect with my body and be grateful for for my body as well there's something about that I don't know if it's like a psychological thing but that thing of you know you deserve to be treated with respect right now you don't need to be aiming for this look or aiming to be this thing that you have put on a pedestal, you know, when I get to this, when I'm that, I'll be unstoppable. I just decided that I would be unstoppable as I was. And the more I started to love myself, the more that reflected on the outside. So I wanted to be healthier. And I would cut off you know, it was I was really in tune with who was in the making me feel good around me. So I, I cut out a lot of, I cut out relationships because I thought actually every single time I'm with them, they make me feel like shit. And because I'd gained self respect for myself, I just decided that I can't have these people in my life or this person or that person because I am working on myself and I'm working on what I really need for my life, for my health, for my headspace and I'm working on myself because I deserve it. That five-year-old girl deserves it. So that was really significant. You know, once I decided that it's not all about how I look, I need to focus on me and what my gifts are and what I'm able to do and to try and stop comparing myself. I would start to unfollow things that were making me feel icky. I would, I cut myself, as I say, out with some relationships. And I just, became more laid back and I just thought you know if you make mistakes then it's okay it's all going to work out at least you're trying you're not sitting wishing for stuff you're, you're trying to make things happen and like I think what made me realize how far I came was when I was getting counseling a few years ago and I just couldn't recognise the girl that I was before because I just thought, wow, I'm so different now. And I still have days where I find it hard to accept how I am right now. But when I'm having really difficult days that I just have to try and let myself go through them and give myself some empathy and love And I will speak to myself like, it's all right, Ruth, it's fine. Don't worry, you're just, you're just having a bit of a difficult day because this and this and this, but it's okay. You need to do what you have to do for today and, you know, we'll get through it. And I just, I speak to myself like that a lot because, as I say, you have to be your own best friend. And I'm much happier now and, When I see other people struggling, I want to give them some things that have helped me in the past because 
if only the people that you admire and love could see themselves in your eyes, you know? And I think that sometimes with me, when I am being really hard to myself, I think, well, there's a lot of people who love you and and care for you and, you know, try and think of how they make you out or how they, they see you and... Um, So yeah, it's not always easy, but that's some things that really help me sort of build confidence and yeah, try try some of those things on yourself. Not everything might work for you, but some things might. And that's us finished for episode five. It's been really nice to chat again and it's all about the confidence. Remember, um, that was Gok Kwan's tagline for how to look good naked. Now, that was a good show. I like that. Um, so, I wish you all health, happiness and remember to love yourself. It's important and fake it till you make it. Also... Thank you for sharing this if you've done already. I think the word is getting out, so more people seem to be listening, which is amazing. Very happy, very proud. And I would love if you left me a nice review, if you've enjoyed this. And if you can subscribe, that means that your episodes download, so you're ready, you're not missing out on the next episodes. Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And lots of love. Thank you for listening to The Truth From Ruth.